Side to row to center. Lundig shoots. He scores! Johnny Lundig does it again! Jarvis in close shot. There's a goal! Seth Jarvis, the 17-year-old. Short side, glove side, high, just under the crossbar. Cutting to the front of the net, and they score. Reese Newkirk along the right wing just took the pass. That was phenomenal patience from Seth Jarvis and the winner. Hey, this is Reese Newkirk, and you're listening to the Pucklandia podcast. Welcome into the new and improved uh, version of Pucklandia. This this is our season uh, debut, and so you know I wanted to go to uh, one of our favorite guests, more or less a co-host, Josh Kreitzer. It's kind of like uh, you know it, it's football season. Like a, like a good tight end is your 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 uh, security blanket. You know, Josh, you kind of exist as that you know that service for this show. Uh, how's, uh, how, how, well, first off, how's, how's the off season? Yeah, it's been, it's been, uh, it's been a time. That's for sure. You know, I kind of, you know, this is kind of the safety school, right? I think we all kind of had those back to kind of the college days. Right. But, uh, leave it to me for my opening remarks to get a, uh, NCAA thing in there, but that's, uh, that's just fine. Uh, but anyway, uh, no, it's, it's been good chat. It's been, been a very eventful off season for me, but glad to be back with with hockey here and uh it's it's crazy that there's already a, a weekend down in, in the whl uh how was the off season for you no you know like you've mentioned busy you know lots of lots of motorcycles you know just went uh went to a couple of football games here recently you know and in, uh, in lincoln and in kansas city missouri they were both both fun uh fun trip and and so uh part of that then has gotten the way of this show and i apologize to the the listeners you know hungry for for new content but uh you know and then you're you if you're listening to this then you know that we're on a, a new independent platform which you know was kind of a little sad to see that the transition from dub network but i felt like it was time to uh you know wise man once said you know i'm on a roll it's time to go solo so here, here we are. And, uh, you know, and, 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 and for, you know, f- listeners that aren't familiar, and even if we are, uh, let's, uh, let's touch on, on your, uh, media organization there, Josh. How, uh, I know it's, 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 uh, like anywhere else, staffing levels are, are, are tough, right? But, uh, are. H- how are things going with, uh, PN- uh hockey PNW? Yeah, it's, it's been good. Um, you know, we, we kind of, like you mentioned, had some, had some staffing challenges, you know, myself included just with, you know, the old day job stuff. And, uh, so we've kind of had to kind of transition PNW hockey talk a little bit from focused on the entire U.S. division to just kind of focused on, on Portland. We had a couple other guys who didn't quite have the time and, uh, life kind of gets in the way a little bit. I know Brandon Rivers has got some, um, aspirations who's been a frequent guest on this show fans are very familiar with, with his voice and his work he'll kind of be stepping in here and there uh, as he's got time but you know if there's major stuff that goes on in the division we'll do our best to cover it but you know for the most part we are trying to focus on on the portland side uh right now you know maybe as you know things move along we'll be able to kind of expand back out again but uh overall 
I've been very pleased with with how PNW Hockey Talk has gone. We've been able to you know remain credentialed and and all those things, which is uh, definitely something that I was a little nervous about over the off season, but was able to kind of retain all all of those to be able to continue to cover the league here this year. So uh, try not to peel back the the curtain a little too much there, but uh, very excited to be able to kind of come on for uh, this next this next year and. trying to kind of mix things up a little bit, trying, trying a few new things this year and we'll just kind of see how it goes. You know, it's a, it's a, what do you say, Chad? It's a developmental league for everybody. And uh, that includes uh, the media members who do our best to try and, you know, cover these teams and players that uh, the fans and listeners uh, love to follow. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, the feeling the curtain back a little bit and that's, you know, kind of our differences in, in paths, you know, that I'm, I'm not credentialed. I, you know, I still pay money to get in the door and, and, and wear a jersey and all that. But, you know, at the same time, I got to also be careful not to, to piss in anybody's Cheerios, which is usually why I don't end up doing a, a season recap because it's usually, you know, the what's what's the phrase, the, the nerves a little close to the skin. And, you know, it's just been so frustrating, you know, having uh, the, the way that, that the playoffs come to a close here in this town over the last few years, although I should be just happy to have playoffs at all, I suppose. But uh, so sometimes I, I skip the recap because I'm like, I'm just going to piss everybody off anyway and not be able to get any guests. So just kind of set it aside, you know? Yeah, it's it's always a, a fine line and, a, you know, an interesting dynamic trying trying to walk that, you know, especially when it's people that, you know, and, you know, players that you've talked to or, you know, you've invested, you know, six, seven months with, with some of these. And for some players, you've invested years and it, it's, you know, can sometimes be a challenge to, to walk that line. And but, you know, these players know what they're signing up for when they come to this league. It's like we talked we touched on. Uh, it's a developmental league, and, and part of that is kind of getting used to maybe some of the criticism that, that can come about. But there's that's just always an interesting line that you have to try and walk between uh, criticizing versus, you know, attacking versus, you know, hey, you know, I don't think anyone was out there not doing their best type of thing either. So, yeah, I but I totally hear where you're coming from. No, I'm rarely critical of the players. It's more the guys that I'm hoping to get on the show later on. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the way I got to dance around it. But, uh, sure. you know, but, you know, I, I think uh, I think that's really the value of, of, of this show and, and guests like yourself and, you know, my sister show WHL Unfiltered, which uh, you'll be seeing and we're, we're, they're sharing a feed now. They have their, their roommates. And so, uh, you know, that it, it, you know, there's a lot of authenticity, you know, on this side of, this side of the microphone and also, you know, with all of our guests, you know, I mean, I, th- I think about that sometimes you see like, you know, obviously it wouldn't work in, in, in our league and our I- ecosystem, but you know, you look at like, you know, some of these guys on, on afternoons on, you know, sports talk radio would just throwing out hot takes or whatever, and they don't believe any of it. It's just to try to, you know, create controversy or whatever. And like, you know, that's just, that's just not how that's just not how it works around here. Like a- authenticity and, and, and being who we are is really kind of the, the calling card of, of, of a show like this. hundred percent. Couldn't agree with you more on that one. Like we want to be right. We want to be honest. We want to, you know, we're, we're going to give our opinions, but at the same time, we're not just, you know, we, we try not to speculate too much, right? There, there's a certain element of that that goes into covering a team, but at the same time you want to be respectful and, you know, we're not trying to, make any headlines or get anybody in trouble yeah so you know typically we would have done a you know a season preview show or maybe in a couple of them but 
you know, and I, you know, we, we did, I, I, we, I, we didn't see each other much at training camp, but kind of said hi and, you know, but it's kind of, we talked off air a little bit. It's kind of cheating that, you know, we're going to do our preview after watching a couple of games and, and, and seeing how things are maybe going to play out and a couple guys coming back. So it, it's a little bit less of a guessing game at this point, although, you know, two, two games in isn't, you know, much of a sample size, but, uh, you know, kind of what are your, what are your broad brush, you know, expectations out of, out of this Winter Rocks team this year, Josh? You know, I think it's an interesting year for, for Portland. They, you know, around this town, it's, it's not rebuild, it's reload. And this team is going to look a little different than teams of the past. And fans started to kind of get a glimpse of that last year with not really any super high NHL drafted guys. You know, there isn't the um, the Niederreiters or the Jones or the Jarvis or Glass for, for more recent, right? Like, there isn't those that first-round pick bona fide superstar on this team. And it's kind of a some-of-the-parts type of thing. And they want to, you know, rely on their depth as opposed to trying to be top-heavy. And, you know, we'll, we'll start to see as, you know, lines start to kind of formalize a little bit. And you, you see some guys that are expected to take a bigger roll on and you know i'm sure we'll get to the to the prince albert native guy who may or may not have six goals in two games but um you know we'll get to him i imagine but there's guys who are going to need to take on a bigger role i think there's also some question marks around the overage situation uh should dyson kozak come back by all indications he's not going to but you never know with how some of these prospects work uh you also just don't know you know, what Mike Johnson's got, you know, kind of up, up his sleeve. There also is still a lot of work to be done on the number of defensemen. I believe last I looked, there's still 10 on the active roster. So there's likely going to be some either reassignments coming or a trade that you're just not going to carry 10 defensemen on the roster. So there's a lot of moving parts this early in the season. But, uh, you know, I, I think Portland is once again going to be competing for, you know, one of the top you know, four spots in, in the conference. And, and I don't think that's, you know, being too much of a homer uh, as with the team that I cover, but uh, I, I do think they're going to be kind of right there. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, I, I wasn't joking when I said I needed to see a couple of games before I could get a feel for where they were going to go. I mean, you're, you're, you're correct in that, you know, the, it, it, I'm sure it's obvious to anybody that, you know, there isn't a lot of star power on this team right now. Or at least that's what I thought before, you know. By God, that's that's Gabe Clausen's music, you know. And 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 uh, I mean, you know, obviously it's not sustainable to to score three goals a game over the course of the year. I mean, and, and you know, people people you know joke about that one, you know, after one after one game, you know, they're going to go sixty eight and zero or on pace, whatever. And I and I, I let that one lie, but once it's two games in. Okay, now now you have my interest. Now I can you know start putting this you know two hundred ten goal average out there or whatever it is like <laughs> that. Then that's kind of fun, but uh, you know we'll see we'll see how that goes. But you know if uh, you know if if if, if Clawson can you know stay hot, you know you know he's going to stay that hot. But if he can you know if he can be consistent over the course of the year, then that'll that'll plug a lot of gaps as far as some of these guys that are that are moving on to to the pros. Yeah, and you know Portland Portland lost a lot of offense. They lost a, a lot of kind of their kind of key key drivers, I guess you could say. Um, but 
I think that's going to be the case for a lot of teams, right? Like that's just kind of the way, um, kind of the way things go. And in junior hockey, there's going to be that turnover and your, your 18s become your 19s and, you know, your 19s help you win in this league. And, um, you know, Gabe Clausen is a, you know, former first round pick, you know, 19th overall in 2018. So he, he's the type of player who, you know, is, is maybe kind of coming on a little bit later in his development, but my goodness, he looked good those first two games and, and he was scored, you know, he scored a more penalty shot, a shorthanded goal, uh, even strength, right? Like he's, he's kind of doing it all in, in a bunch of different areas and, but, you know, as impressed as I was with the six goals, which, you know, obviously it's hard not to be impressed, especially with four in that Kelowna game. But he's also just out there, you know, killing penalties, you know, taking face offs, doing kind of doing all the little things, too. And, uh, you know, Mike Johnson always likes to have his centers play a real kind of pivotal role and ask them to do a lot and not just be scorers and Gabe Klassen is is off to a to a good start and you know I think three of Portland's uh centers right now have um multiple points in the in the first two games so um you know and kind of it's you're gonna go as far as some of these guys you know what elevation can we see out of out of Jack O'Brien? He's got three assists in the first two games. He, you know he was a player who really came on in his uh, you know sixteen year old year playing on a line with Jarvis and Darrow and seventeen year thing just kind of happened right and eighteen year old year maybe didn't quite go how he would have preferred but um, those are the types of players that you look at to kind of take that next step and right now through two games. Gabe Clausen and Jack O'Brien have, have come to play. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I remember I've, I've mentioned on this show probably a hundred times, but you know, seeing I don't remember what the event even was, but seeing Mike Johnson in the in the off season and comparing you know junior hockey to uh, a, a book he was reading about uh, bamboo. I think it was bamboo, and you know, you you you, you water it for the first year and nothing happens and the second year, nothing happens. And then the third year it grows like a hundred feet or whatever, you know, I don't remember yeah. the, the numbers, but it was, it was something like that, that you're, you're planting these seeds and you know, you, in, you invest at ice time, you know, in a 16 year old Jack O'Brien to get goals this year, you know? And so th- that'll be interesting and to see. And, and yeah, there's a lot of guys, I mean, across the league that, you know, I mean, it was, we had a couple years that were weird there and we're probably all sick of talking about it, but, you know, and a lack of playoffs and only, you know, 24 games that one year and all that. And so, you know, now that we're kind of getting back on track, it'll see, you know, bigger, faster, stronger. Some of these guys, I mean, that's, and that's, you know, junior hockey every year, you know, it's, you know, you're, you're, you're bank on your 19s to, to, to really make hay for you. And, you know, if, if, uh, you know, if, if your last year, last two years didn't go the way you wanted to, well, that's fine. You can, you can still make up for it now. And so that'll be, you know, and, and, you know, teams at this level that are good, that's, that's what happens. You know, these guys, you know, kind of start, uh, you know, paying dividends for you, you know, in their, in their final year, final two years in this league. hundred percent. And, you know, we kind of touched on, you know, guys that kind of move on, right. They, you know, if Kozak doesn't come back, it's, it's 90 goals that are missing. It's 295 points, right. You also lose the goalie of the year and Taylor Goche, Don Hay, kind of the defensive minded coach 
goes back to Kamloops, right? Like you have kind of this this exodus that's that's happened, and you get some familiar faces coming back in with with Kyle Gustafson, you know, who this will be his nineteenth year in Portland. But you know, some of these other guys, it's it's an opportunity to to see. You know what can Kyle Shazowski do? You know what, what what type of step can we see from from Luke Shelter and you know, some of those other guys who were kind of in the bottom six last year who are going to move up into the middle six and some of the middle six who who move forward is you know it it can all kind of you know it's all how does someone develop for, from year over year and and how do they do it with that ice time and and you know. Gabe Clawson is someone who's put on weight every offseason and put on muscle, and you saw it in, in those two games. He's not getting knocked off the puck nearly as easily as as he was maybe as a 16 or a 17, and that's the type of um, progression that you're hoping to, to see guys take. And, you know, like you said, it's it's a very small sample size, if you can even call it that, but uh, – there's a lot to like in, in kind of those first two games, albeit, you know, Kamloops was playing without basically their entire top six, but um, so it's hard to really judge that game for sure. But uh, Portland did what they needed to do in that game. And that's what good teams do. They don't, they don't care who's lined up across from them. They're going to go out and try and, you know, get their two points and, you know, two points in September means the same as two points in March and, and February and at the end of the season. And Portland's already got four of them banked. Well, and yeah, Kamloops had a lot of guys away at at pro camp as as a good team is is is, is going to do you know this this time of year. But it wasn't like the Winterhawks were at full strength either. I mean, they were short what five guys that were away. Uh three for sure. Um, yeah, and yeah, it was three with uh, Ulsher, McCleary, and Stefan. Yeah. I mean, because Spoonar was back from Edmonton in time, he was backing up both games. So yeah, yeah. I guess I, I guess I could have done the research on that, but I thought I thought it was five. But e- either way, I mean, you're still yeah. short. You know, that's a that's a significant you know portion of of, of uh, you know your contributors too, especially on the back end. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it wasn't like you know it was, uh, David versus Goliath. You know that in that regard. I mean, and they and they still you know, made, made their, made their opportunities count, played, you know, real well for, for, you know, 40 minutes and, and well enough to hang on through the, through the final 20 in that Camelos game. Totally, totally agree. And, you know, Mike Johnson said in his press conferences after both, both games about, you know, Hey, it's, you know, yeah, we want to get these wins, but it's about getting our, our team to play the way we want to. And, and he said, they're very far from the team that he wants them to be. And that's to be expected. And, you know, they're, they're working guys into the lineup, right. He was trying to, you know, get, get some guys in who uh, maybe didn't get a chance to play in the preseason. Like Gabe Clawson didn't play a single game in the preseason came right in and, you know, did what he did. But, you know, there's a couple guys who, who kind of rotated in and out for, for one another to kind of get an opportunity to, to play a little bit. So, you know, there, there's, you know, it's it's a long season. It's you get get into the grind, and you know, you take it. You got to take advantage of, of these points when when they're available. And um, it, there's, you know, there's going to be growing pains. Look at how Portland started last year, and they looked like they might not even be a 500 hockey team. And they, you know, were one point off from winning the division. So, you know, 
these early parts of the season is, is all about learning. It's about uh, coaching. It's about getting some of the young players to uh, gain some confidence. You know that you know they may have been the best player on their team for their entire life, and now they're playing fourth line or third line minutes um, if for third D pair minutes. So there, there's going to be some adjustments, and this is an opportunity for for guys to kind of show what, what what they can do, and also kind of demonstrate a little bit of patience as well. Yeah, I mean, Portland's kind of always started out slow. I mean, you think about the, you know, the, the Jamie Compon era, you know, starting out one and nine and, you know, those kinds of things. And it seems like, you know, if, if, if they can, you know, th- this year, well, there's, they're, you know, they're not going to start out owing, owing anything, you know, because they won right. the first couple. But so they can, yeah, and, and, and your point stands that, you know, anytime you can, you know, pick up a couple wins early on. Like that's that's just as good as, as picking up late. You know, one one thing I I thought about over the weekend, you know, and the contrast of you know a, a three nothing shutout, and then going five five in overtime and picking up the overtime winner. You know, like that's that kind of encompasses the the career of uh, of, of Giannuzzi of of his time here. You know, I mean, you kind of. In, in some some nights, yeah, he'll put up a, a, a shutout, and then you know I make a, a Grant Fuhrer comparison or uh, or goalie coach Andy Moog when 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 he played in that era. That doesn't matter if you give up five; you just got to score six, you know. And then yep. that's and 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 they 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 can pull that out. And so then you know it's kind of you know those are those are almost more of a of a gritty you know gutsy kind of a win than uh than, than the clean slate and so that's you know it's interesting to to see him battle through that i mean it's kind of kind of what we've what we've seen you know throughout with uh with with the 20 year old yeah and some you know he he gave up five goals how many of those were you know entirely on him where where you look at the goalie and go ah oh, he probably should have had that right like there's a couple that you know you, you just don't know and it, it's hard to tell like how much of it is is defensive assignment or you know something that got missed here or there but i i think there there was also like in a game like that there there's goals that are going in it you could just tell it's like okay this is a junior hockey kind of night and uh that's what that's what we were seeing that uh, in that Kelowna game, but what kind of stood out to me was, you know, he kind of shut the door there once once it got to the fifth, right? If a sixth goes in, it's over, right? Like that was, he locked it down. There were some other opportunities, and and he was able to, you know, kind of stop the bleeding there and allowed his team to get the sixth, right? And and to get the winner in, in overtime and, and and all that. So there was there's a couple of, of times too throughout the weekend where you saw him make a big save and Portland went down and scored shortly thereafter. And, you know, sometimes, you know, it's not the number of saves you make, it's when you make them. Uh, obviously, you know, still the final number counts, right? But it's, there was some times where, you know, the game could have really broken open or, uh, you know, and there's going to be nights like that, that there is for everybody. Right. And, uh, but you know, Januzzi has been, he's been with Portland for a long time now. So he, and he's, he's, he's faced his share of adversity and he's ready to kind of own the net. And through the first few games, you know, he's, he's played all right. And he's done what he's needed to do to, to help his team, you know, get four points. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we're definitely driving the same, the same point there as far as, you know, again, making a, a, a 
reference to the goalies of the eighties that, yeah, you can, you know, as long as you, as long as you don't give up that next one, that's, that's all we ask out of yep. you. And, uh, it, you know, I think back to that, yeah, stretch over, over Christmas when he was the only available goalie and, and, uh, and those games were definitely like that, you know, yep. as far as, you know, shut out the one night and you're just hanging on by this, you know, hanging on with everything you got the next night. And they, and they pulled out that one too. So it just kind of, I was, it seems like we kind of picked up right where we left off as far as that goes, you know, just kind of just battling and whatever it takes. And some, some of them are going to be prettier than others, but you know, both, both, both cases, yeah, two points. So. Yep. Absolutely. One of the guys, not to kind of steer the ship a little bit, but I, I'd be curious what your impressions were of, of Carter Southern. Um, to me, he was the player of, of all the rookies that, that played in the first two games who looked I think the most confident, the most poised. Uh, I, I really noticed him at, at the Neely Cup during training camp, and you could just kind of tell that this was a player who, you know, is coming in, uh, you know, at at seventeen, right, as opposed to coming in at at uh, at, at sixteen, and kind of that that extra year of of development and kind of that opportunity to kind of grow a little bit uh, may have. They have benefited this guy, and he he absolutely looks the part. He was he was paired with with Canyoni for for a big big chunk of time, and we all know how dynamic of a player Canyoni is and is going to be. But I, I'd be curious what what you thought of uh, Carter Southern, uh, new new guy number uh, fifty nine for the Winterhawks. Well, uh, I gotta I gotta you know what's what's the phrase I want to use? Pull, pull the shoot on this one. I mean, honestly, <laughs> the you know. Clausen kind of took all the oxygen out of the room for me, sure. you know, and, uh, and it's, it's hard for me to get a good feel on video without knowing the player first. Sure. And so that's somebody I'm definitely going to have my eye on here, uh, Saturday night, you know, back in the old glass palace, but I got, I got to take a rain check on my evaluation at the moment, but you know, as far as anybody else looking out on paper, I mean, you know, three assists in the first two games, you know, in the league, you know, well, let's, you know, we, we, we did that treatment for the goal score. Let's extrapolate that out. You know what I mean? As far as that's, right. you know, what, a hundred assists on the year, like, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? And so, yeah. and, and yeah, as you, and you mentioned, you know, Cagnoni, I mean, that's a guy that, you know, on the, uh, on the, I, I listened to, uh, you know, the, the Dirt Johnson and, 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 uh, had Merrick on his, his show. And that's a guy that they mentioned, you know, isn't getting a lot of draft talk at this point of the year, but he probably will be. I know some of the, some of the guys that follow the, the league, you know, pretty close out here or have been high on him, you know, since day one. So, you know, if that's, if that, if that does stick as a pairing, I mean, that's, you know, I wonder if, are there enough pucks on the ice? Is, is you know, that, that kind of becomes a question, right? <laughs> it, it does kind of become a question and, you know, that's, but, and, and someone who plays with, with Luca, how many times did, did, did we see in, in those first two games? It's like, oh, there's Luca behind the net. Like, okay, like you're going to have to be a little bit more um, defensively responsible. But then at the same time, you look at it like, Luca carries the puck up the ice. He he goes, you know, kind of the coast to coast a little bit and throws a backhanded pass. And Portland's got a three on one down low, and he's feeding it to 
Southern right there in the slot before, you know, before Clawson gets his next goal. And, and you kind of look at it and go, okay, like you kind of got two guys that are not afraid to jump into the play. That's very much Mike Johnson's, you know, style. He wants his, his defenseman to, to activate and not be afraid to jump into the rush. But, you know, talk about no fear. Just, you know, you, you had, I think that was an, even in a four on four situation, if I'm remembering my goals right. But it was, you just look at some of this, these young players' ability and, and Southern gives, you know, the Winterhawks some size back there. Uh, I think they've got them listed at 6'4, like right around 200, if I'm remembering right. I don't have the roster in front of me at the moment, but, um, that's what I recall him being. But uh, I also know that people who, who listen to this show know my, my love for right shot defensemen. And uh, uh, Southern is, is another one of those guys who, who can shoot uh, right-handed. And, and that can that, that can kind of give you some additional options. And, you know, he, he took advantage of, of Alsher and, and McCleary being away and, uh, you know, at their camps. Uh, and he, he certainly looked the part to me. Uh, you know, I, I was trying to keep an eye on on some of the, the rookies to see how, how they looked, uh, you know, just because of, Hey, you know, first couple games, what they what are the jitters going to be like? What, what type of player are they? You know, you had an opportunity to kind of, kind of flag them a little bit in Neely cup, but not quite as much. And so that was kind of my focus the first two games of, okay, you know, I'm going to obviously cover the game and, you know, you know see the major storylines, but I also want to kind of see who's, how some of these, these younger guys and rookies uh, play. So at least for me, that, that was a player who, really kind of turned some heads that, you know, a lot of these guys are, you know, names that you hear a couple of years ago in, in the draft and then you hear about him get signed and you may have seen him at a Neely cup and it's been hard the past couple of years for all the obvious reasons, but then you start seeing him on the ice and you're like, okay, yeah, I can see what the, what the scouts saw in this guy, or I can see what Johnson saw, and, you know, again, two games in. So we want to pump the brakes a little bit, but you know, well on his way to and had a great start to, to his WHL career. Well, well, I'm going to go the other way instead of pumping the brakes and throw, throw gas on that fire. I mean, you're right. He's listed at six, four, 200 or two or four okay. or something. Yeah. I already closed it. And, you know, at a point of game, two games in, he's, he, he's already, he's already on, on list. He's, he's, he's moved up around, you know, I mean, you, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, 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 hard for guys to fill out, you know, at, at, at this age, you know, at 17, he's already 200 pounds. Like, yeah, there, he, he could coast the rest of the year and somebody's taking him. I mean, you know, it's, it's so hard. I mean, I always, you know, I joke on these shows all the time about, you know, like that's why they don't let me draft because if there's seven rounds, I'm taking seven defensemen and we'll figure the rest of it out later, you know, <laughs> like, yep. cause they're that hard to find and that valuable when you find, you know, good ones. Which is, right. you know, something that we've been treated to here in, in, in this town for, well, certainly the the entire, you know, MJ era. That's that's for sure. And we got a couple a couple good ones here coming up right now at the various stages of their of their Winterhawks careers. Absolutely, I, I am really excited to see how Marek Alsher looks. You know, we we had an opportunity to see him play just a couple of games at, at Neely Cup, and then he was off for preseason. And so I I'm real excited to kind of see the the development that, that he's taken, he's had an opportunity to play kind of some, uh, played some summer hockey for Chechnya, uh, along with, uh, Spoonar in, in the five nations, the four nations. I can't remember which one they were part of anymore that all those 
tournaments kind of run together. But, uh, you know, he's supposedly has put on some muscle and some weight and sounds like he's even got a little more offense to his game now. I think, you know, playing with Canyoni a little bit last year kind of kind of maybe helped, uh, you know, open some eyes for him. But I'm real excited to see how, how he and McCleary look after coming back from their NHL camps. You know, look at the confidence Klaassen had coming back. And he talked about just when I had a chance to talk to him over the phone after after the uh, – the, I talked to him after the Kamloops game and um, just real briefly after the Kelowna one. But after the Kamloops game, he said that, you know, he was at Colorado's uh, rookie camp and development camp and, and was saying just – seeing what that next level is like was so critical for him. And he realized that, Hey, I, if, you know, I can play my game and I can see what I need to do to get there. And then to kind of come back down a couple levels to like, okay, I was over here. I knew what I could do. I could still do this. Now let's come back here and dominate. And that's kind of what you want to see. And so I'm, I'm hopeful to see kind of the same thing from, from McCleary and, and Alsher, uh, and kind of see what, what type of confidence they're bringing back to their game, along with James Stefan as well, who we know can, can absolutely light the lamp and Portland will absolutely welcome him back to their lineup, uh, with, with flying colors as they try and, uh, get a little more depth uh, uh, up front in, in terms of spreading out, uh, the offensive production. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned, you know, going to Avalanche camp and, you know, obviously they're doing something right, right now. And, you know, it, it, I, it's, it's hypothetically possible that, you know, one of these guys, you know, at, at this age could, would have played against Bowen Byram, you know, right. in, 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 in this league. And then, and then, uh, you know, and then you're, you're, you know, doing the typical, you know, in training camp stuff. And then maybe you run into the Stanley cup at the, at the Rockies game or whatever. I mean, it's like, it has to be a, you know, a pretty, uh, pretty valuable experience. I mean, you know, the other, the other 31 teams, you know, are, are, have, have a lot of positives too, but not running the Stanley cup af- after work, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's gotta right. be a, a pretty valuable experience in itself. Yeah. Totally agree with you there. So, um, you know, again, we talked off air a little bit too, like when, what, when, when, when this show started in the, the 2014 season, you know, it was kind of intended to be, well, I didn't know it was going to be the longest running and most downloaded winter Hawk centric show in the history of, of, uh, of, of hockey. And we've achieved that thanks to, to you, the listener. But, uh, um, anyway, we talked about how was, this show was always intended to recap the games we just saw and look forward to the, the upcoming weekend. So maybe we can shift towards that. I mean, you know, you, you, uh, you know, you talked to, to, to Mike Johnson on a, on a somewhat regular basis. I mean, I've, I've heard it theorized that this is the kind of schedule that he really likes as far as, you know, the opening weekend on the road, then there's a game, then there's another game you have, you know, kind of a, kind of a quiet week here. And then in the next week too, that you can really spend a lot of time in, in practice and drills and, and working on systems you know, before the games start picking up in the schedule. I mean, is that kind of an accurate assessment on uh, your take on the way MJ likes to run, run, uh, run the show? Yeah, he does like to start on the road uh, and, you know, kind of get that team bonding experience. And I know Portland was able to do a, a couple of things there on, on the road and, and try and kind of build some of that chemistry early. And, you know, practice time is, is very valuable right now. 
And so, you know, only playing two to start and then only one game this weekend is, you know, fits right into kind of what he's looking for. I think the only part of the schedule that maybe isn't exactly to his liking is when uh, kind of the, the return of, of the, the East trip, right? He usually likes to do that early in, in the year. And, and this time it's not until after, after the Christmas break that they're going to do that. So I know he usually likes to, you know, for similar reasons, try and kind of build that team chemistry and kind of get some of that uh, travel out of the way and maybe a little bit before some of the uh, kind of the snow and, and wintry conditions you know, start taking place there up in, up in Canada. But um, yeah, for the most part, I think this is how he would like his, his schedule to, to be, you know, if you, you know, Kamloops is, is going to be a force. We know that with them holding uh, uh, the Memorial cup and their roster is going to look very different today than it will, you know, come January 10th at the trade deadline. (laughs) There, there could be a huge number of players that are, not on the team and you know there's the old saying it's not who you play it's when you play them and portland's already got one of their games out of the way against Kamloops, and um you know then they they get a familiar foe in in tri-city coming here this weekend and then you know for the first time in a while we're going to get a a chance to see a team that's not from from out west here and uh get a chance to see medicine hat here in in about two weeks so i I do think this is how portland would, would like to start and you know if they can, if they can, you know, go three, you know, three wins in in, in two weeks, I, I think that's that's something that will will help them down the road, especially as they're um, by by all all signs, Seattle's going to be a, a real challenge uh, here in, in the Western Conference. Yeah, the the home opener against Tri City, which seems like that's that's been common for them. I mean, you know, I'm really excited to see what Mark Lejoie does this year. I mean, we talked about some guys on this Winterhawks team that you know, were pretty, you know, highly regarded coming in as, as 16s and, and maybe haven't, you know, performed up to, to what they would like or we would like them to. And I'm really excited to see what LeJoie does. I mean, again, it's, 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 it's easy to fall in love with that size. And so, you know, now what are you going to do with it? And, and, uh, I know a lot of the, the, uh, the AMS fans are really, really high on that, that goalie they have that import. And so it'll be fun to kind of see how, how those things uh, shake out. Those are a couple of guys I'm keeping my eye on. Yeah. Tri-City's got, you know, they're in their rebuild, right? And, and that's, you know, to be expected with, with kind of how, how uh, the junior hockey cycle goes. And, and like you mentioned, they've got some, they've got some exciting players, you know, the couple that you touched on, uh, kind of two guys that I'm excited to see are, you know, Dragosevich, you know, he was a real high pick. And then uh, Jordan Gavin, who was, I believe, the second overall pick uh, in, in kind of this most recent, or I guess not even most recent draft, because that would be the 15-year-olds. But, you know, you know, he's a 16-year-old forward. Uh, I think he's already got a couple points. I think he picked up two assists last weekend, if, I, if I'm if i remembering right. But, um, you know, he's a really talented player, got, got a, you know, cup of coffee last year. And, um, you know, that I'm not sure if, if they're going to have um, Parker Bell back yet or not. You know, when I, when I looked this afternoon, he was still on, on the Calgary Flames roster. Uh, I know they've started to send back some of their junior players. Lucas Siona is, was returned back to uh, Seattle. So I'm not sure if Parker Bell is going to be back, but that would be a big lift for Tri-City if they're able to get uh, Bell back in the lineup. He had, 
Um, he was a fifth round pick uh, of, uh, of Calgary in, in this most recent NHL draft. So they've got some horses. They've got some, some real good players. Um, and, you know, I, they're not going to be, um, you know, I think they're going to take a big step from where they were last year. How, how well can they compete in the division? I think that's still kind of be to be determined at this point, but there's a lot of players on, on that, on that roster that, that are at least exciting to watch. And, uh, again, I'd agree with you that, that Mark Lajoie is, is definitely someone who's, uh, you know, he got an opportunity in, in pro camp as well. So, uh, and I think he's going to captain the team this year, if I remember right. So, you know, Couple guys to, to to really look forward to if to watching if if you're keeping an eye on on the opponent this weekend as well. I I don't my apologize to the player that I'm trying to pump his tires right now and I don't remember if we're going with with Jean or Jean or, or Jean but uh, Dwayne Dwayne Jean Jr. I mean you know the First Nations kid he's got the flow. I mean I think a lot of folks are really excited to to, to see what he does this year. He he's got a, a lot of flash to his game and. And, uh, you know, that could translate to, uh, you know, some, some excitement, I think. Yeah. You know, he's kind of, uh, he's done really well in shootouts as well. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see if, you know, Tri-City's taken Portland over the last couple of years to, to several shootouts and, uh, uh, Dwayne Jean Jr. or however we're going to pronounce his name, we apologize to him uh, for if we're saying it wrong. But uh, he's definitely someone to keep an eye on if, if it does, uh, you know, require the skills competition because uh, he's got quite the uh, quite the offensive uh, moves and uh, that the hands are good and tight. Yeah, and then you know the week after that, you know, Medicine Hat, and that's you know again we've talked about it. You know, we didn't have the East West crossover for a couple of years and. And, uh, you know, a good, good buddy of mine that I go to games with, uh, listens to the show and he's, he's from Med Hat. And so that's always a fun one, you know, to have that, that rivalry game. And, you know, sadly, it'll be the first game in Tigers history in, here in Portland without Bob Ridley at the mic, you know, fr- friend of the show, Bob Ridley. And so that's, you know, I mean, all things coming to an end there, but, uh, you know, I'm pretty, pretty excited to see what, what Medicine Hat brings to the table. Yeah, and Medicine Hat, you know, they had a they had a real struggle last year. They were not a good team last year. Uh, but there, there's a couple of players that you know Portland fans are gonna want to want to keep an eye on, and one of them is is the younger brother of Cross Hannis, uh, Crew Hannis. Uh, he's uh, you know you know bringing back one of your uh, you know famous sayings, not the Minnesota and the Texan, which I, I'm sad that that bit is is now over. Um, but uh, uh, Crew Hannis uh, is is going to be a uh, a good player for for uh, Medicine Hat and is up there. So he wears number twenty for uh, for Medicine Hat, and they've got a couple other really strong players uh, just due to the fact that they've had um, you know s- some high draft picks. Again, they're going to be kind of like Tri City, where, where they're going to have some some real younger players. But uh, you know, it's it's not going to be a, a complete cakewalk, I don't think, by any means. But you know, they, they've definitely got some some high end talent that'll that will be uh, f- fun to watch come through the VMC. Yeah, and then you know we're not trying to go. Well, we can do whatever we want on this show, I guess, but we're not trying to go all the way down the schedule. But you know, in the Spokane game, that's a quick turnaround to get up to to Spokane the next night for the Sunday night game. Yep. But they, uh, you know, they got a, a you know obviously rivalry game. They got that good goalie they just got back from from pro camp and. And and that'll be 
that'll be exciting. But the one I'm kind of looking at is the Edmonton game back to, you know, old, old rivalry, you know, friends of ours. Um, excited to see them come to town. You know, if you're, if you're listening to the show, if you, uh, well, I guess you're obviously listening to the show. If uh, you're interested in hearing from the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings, uh, he's currently scheduled to be on our sister show, WHL Unfiltered, and he's been a good guest on there in the past. Last few times I've had him on, and God, it seems like, you know, Kurt Hill's done nothing but, you know, everything he touches turns to gold since he's been up there at Edmonton. And so uh, I'm sure he loves coming on, on my show because I just pump his tires the whole time, but you know, he's, he's got, he's got it coming because he's done a dynamite job with the oil Kings and, you know, to start to start a unfiltered season, I was like, well, let's, let's talk to last year's champions. And so they, uh, you know, they're gracious enough to give me their, their GM, but you know, I, I, Josh, you, you, uh, you weren't, you, you missed out on those Edmonton, those, those Edmonton series, right? Yep. I was still in Minnesota at that point. I got here right after those. I came in during the 15, 16 season. Oh man. Yeah. That's a, that's a, you, you, you bought at the wrong time, I suppose. But, I did that. I did. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you're watching some pretty good, you know, what, whatever the Gophers are doing at the time, I'm sure they were contending, but, um, as they, as, as they tend to do, but yeah, those, <laughs> and I'm sure you've heard plenty of stories, but yeah, that those, those Edmonton series, they were so much fun and, you know, to have that, you know, in the in the uh, in the big barn, which you know maybe we'll have hockey in the in the moda again someday. Who knows? But uh, yeah, those that Edmonton series. I mean, that or it's not, it's not a series. They're just coming. <laughs> it's a one night stand this time. But uh, you know, you just get to you know roll rolls off the tongue at, at that point. But yeah, I'm excited to see what the see what this rendition of the Oil Kings come to town. And a lot of that's just you know kind of reminiscent. Yeah. Yeah, and they're gonna. They look a lot different this year than than they did last year, and they're gonna have to kind of start recouping some of the the assets that they gave up. I know they made a lot of moves last year. Um, so, but you know, I don't know about you, but some of like this Medicine Hat, Edmonton, some of these teams that are coming in, like I haven't followed them. It's to me, it's almost been two different leagues the past couple of years. There's just with the no crossover, and then with the 24 game short season, and the last time I think Portland did their trip was really early in the year. So it's, it's been a while. And so some of these guys, you know, I, I was on a, um, I was on a podcast a couple of weeks ago and, and, you know, one of, one of the guys was asking me like, all right, who do you like in the central? And I was like, uh, you mean the BC or the U S like, I, I don't know. Like, you know, tell me, what do you think about the BC and the U S he's like, I, I don't know. This is completely foreign to me. And so I'm excited to kind of get back to this one league thing and start to see how does, how does the divisions shake up against one another? And um, how do some of these teams do when, when they, when they make their, their trip across the border. And um, so I, I'm really excited for that. Um, but, also, real quick, I, I do want to go back to Spokane for just a second because, uh, similar to uh, Tri City, they've got in the 2021 draft they got Berkeley Catton, who uh, was the first overall pick, and so the top two picks in the 2021 draft are in the U.S. Division. So, again, a lot of young players to like. Uh, former Winter Hawks assistant general manager Matt Bardsley is now the new g- general manager there in Spokane. Um, you, so you, you'll see a little bit of kind of a Portland flair a little bit there with, with Spokane and they're in the midst of their re- rebuild. And, you know, as much as we were excited to, to talk about Gabe Clausen and his six points, you know, 
Cooper Gazowski uh, for for Spokane. Uh, he had five points on, on on the weekend, and you know he's just a 17 year old. Um, he was their former, I believe, second round pick. If if I'm I'm going a lot off memory from previous you know prep that I've done for 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 some of this, and uh, but yeah, I, I remember him getting five points on the weekend, going okay, like these are the types of players that can really help speed up those rebuilds, you know. For Spokane, you know, we're talking about Kozowski, but also for Portland, like, you know, bringing it back to them, there's some of those players that you're not maybe that you weren't necessarily counting on that that can come out and, and if they can get hot and they can take on this, you know, this increased development with the additional ice time, look out. And uh, so Spokane's got a couple of guys like that. I still think they're going to be kind of in a, uh, you know, fighting with Tri City, I think, for kind of the the fourth and fifth spot in, in the division personally. That's just kind of how, it, how I see it, at least right now until you see some of these other moves and cut cuts that happen. But um, yeah, the, there's a, there's a, it's just nice to finally start to see at least a little bit of a mixture of teams and not, you know, playing five in a row against Spokane or I think there's still 12 games against Seattle, but it's nice to start to mix in some of these other teams a little bit now. Yeah, and you you mentioned you know Matt Barsley also a, a friend of the show and you know whenever whenever he comes on I think he has like you know three or four of the top ten you know ever you know downloads of uh, of this show and and unfiltered for for whatever reason he's always a good a good interview and and uh, I will have to you know try to make sure to to uh, to get him on the on the show in his new role in Spokane. He's always gracious with his time and I'm appreciative of that. It's one thing that's been nice over the, over the years of, of doing these shows is, you know, kind of developing some of these relationships and getting to talk to some of these, you know, these, uh, WHL personalities, you know, whether they be in the, in, in the booth or, uh, you know, behind the bench or, or, or whatever capacity or, or covering the team that the, the way you do, Josh. And I, I always, you know, as much as you know, I have you on all the time, it's still uh, it's still really nice having having access to a to a guy that that you know knows uh, knows his craft and and, and follows the, the league like you do. Yeah, appreciate it. I don't think I should be in the same sentence as Bardsley, but I'll take it. So thank you. Well, <laughs> well, and we talk about this off air too that uh, I, I like having you on because uh, if if I can't figure out how to plug my microphone in, like. That's fine, and I'm not standing up a guy like Mars Hill. <laughs> that is that is true. That is true. I, I I'm just sitting here, you know, twiddling my thumbs, getting ready for it. So yeah, yeah it's 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 all good. So, yeah, you're, you have, um, you have carried a lot of value in that regard, as far as the show. <laughs> That's true. So I, I I wanted to ask you a question that I got from from a fan, um, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the I'm gonna throw this question. Um, to you and see what, what your thoughts are. Cause you've, you've been uh, around this team for a while. So, so the question was, do you think that some of the team's dynamic will change uh, now that Kyle Gustafson is back behind the bench instead of Don Hay? And if so, how do you see that assistant coaches impact the culture in Portland? Well, it almost has to. And that was something, you know, I had thought about, you know, early, earlier on in this episode when you mentioned Don Hay moving on and you know I've I've been you know peel it back I've, I've been uh, following this team since the 2005 playoffs the end of the 0405 season and you know who was behind the bench as assistants at that time was Kyle Gustafson and Brian Peller you know and now we're, we're back to that and honestly I think I think that uh 
then Mike Williamson kind of does a little bit of work with the team as well when they're in town. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know that for sure, but I've, I've heard that. And so it's kind of like, you know, we, we, we have a lot of broadcasters on these shows and, and you have, you know, there's, it's musical chairs. There's only so many spots, right? Well, good luck breaking in to, you know, this team as, as an assistant coach. I mean, you had Danny Flynn Memorial cup winner. You had, you know, Don Hay Memorial cup winner. You've got these guys, you know, I mean, Gustafson has been here for 20 years, you know, and Pellerin was here for a long time, you know, and then, you know, moved on to Tri-Cities and, and Calgary, or not in that order, you know, with Mike Williamson, and now he's back. And so it's kind of, I mean, this team has always had these, like, real, like, veteran-heavy assistants that have been, you know, working in this league for uh, for a long time. And, and Gustafson's really interesting, too. I mean, being a local boy, done well. And, you know, non-traditional background like Bardsley, and they get compared to each other in that regard. But, you know, having a year in the in, in the NHL, you know, with, uh, you know, well, part of it with, with Travis Green. But that has to be a really interesting perspective, too, as far as, you know, guys that are that are currently on the Canucks, right? And so, right. you know, when, when, uh, when Gustafson takes you aside and says, hey, you know, I learned this from, from, you know, Pedersen or whatever, like, this is what you want to do. I mean, that has to get guys attention. You know, the fact he was just in the NHL, you know, and, and took, took that risk. I'm, I'm also glad as far as musical chairs that it opened up for him after the Canucks went a different direction. Cause that was a risky move and he knew it was a risky move when he took it anyway. You know, we had, yep. we had, had him on the show, but, uh, but yeah, so that, I mean, it has to change the dynamic, you know, and, and I mean, just, you know, he's, he's not the same man as, as, uh, as Don Hay, you know, right. but, you know, I would think well, hopefully it's going in a positive because, you know, we haven't had the, the results in the playoffs over the last few years that, that most fans want. I know that, but yeah, no, that'd be, it'll be really interesting. And then, you know, the guys that were around when Gustafson was here, I'd have to look and see, but there's probably guys that were here, you know, long enough that, you know, before Kyle left and then after he came back. So it'd be interesting to see what they think about his year in the pros and what that did for him. But I mean, it has to be advantageous. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, I, I would agree. You know, they're, they're two very different people, two very polar opposite kind of personalities and things that they coach, right? Kyle is kind of that offensive minded, you know, coaches the power play, you know, worked with the power play in in Vancouver, uh, coached the power play here uh, in Portland, you know, during his time. And, and Don was, was the adamant defensive minded. Let's focus on the PK. Let's block shots. And, you know, I can't, you know, if I had a dollar for every time, you know, I heard a player say, yeah, yeah, I was working with Don on shot blocking last year. It would have been, you know, I would have had at least, you know, a couple dozen dollars, I guess. But, uh, you know, he's just that was just kind of his mindset and shooting the foam pucks at guys and talking about the proper form that you want to see on on blocking shots. And, you know, Gustafson has those same kind of, you know, can still kind of do some of the, that similar style of coaching, I guess. But it's just a very different voice in that locker room. And, you know, like you said, it's, you know, he's got that recent experience and, uh, you know, he, he is a little bit of a, of a younger coach, uh, as well. So I don't know how much that resonates with the players or not, but 
you know, having him back is, uh, you know, kind of gives some familiarity for, for Johnston as, as well. And, um, you know, I, I know that, that, that Kyle had, had a lot of options, uh, you know, on, on what he wanted to do this year. And, uh, you know, I had a chance to talk to him kind of a little bit during the, during the off season a couple times and, being able to just kind of hear how his experience was and kind of some of the things and what it meant for his family, just to, to be back here in Portland, I know is, is, is kind of a reassuring thing for, for him. So uh, hopefully it, it turns into positive results on the ice. Yeah. I like that. And, you know, I was already, you know, pumping your tires a little bit too, but you know, that's, that's one thing that's nice about what you bring to the table as far as these, you know, interactions that you have and, you know, a little more, little more insider than than uh than some of us have and so it's kind of kind of nice to have that uh that perspective on things that you you bring to the show yeah yeah it's it's a it's an exciting time it's something like you mentioned where you try and build relationships you know i think this is my fifth or sixth year fifth year i think covering the team as you know credentialed and such and uh you try and build those relationships and talk to the scouts you know i think that was a big part of why we maybe didn't run into each other quite as much, you know, during the, during Neely cup, I was off talking with scouts in between games and interviewing the prospects and just kind of having some of those off the record conversations, talking to parents, learning the backgrounds of some of these players, where they came from, what, you know, what, what interests them, those types of things. So, you know, that's, that's something that I kind of pride myself on is, is building those relationships and, you know, being able to, you know, talk with Mike Coughlin, you know, at, at one point, kind of a, a fun little story we had, um, you know, I was, I was working on, working on a story and he's like, yeah, just, yeah, just come on up and talk to me during, during one of the games. It's like, during one of the games, like, you mean when, you know, all this evaluation and stuff is happening. You, you have time for me. He's like, absolutely. Come on up. And, you know, Mike Coughlin's always been very generous with, with his time. And I asked my questions and, you know, he asked me a couple too, which is always, which is always fun. And, but you know, like, this is the guy who finds these players. Like Luca Cagnoni is, is, is a Mike Coughlin find, right? He was a listed player. Like this was not a guy who got selected in the draft. And this is a type of person who, who just gives you his time. And I know he's been on this show a couple times, uh, with us helping recap, uh, you know, drafts and things like that. So you try and build those relationships with, 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 with the members of, of the organization and try and try and learn what you can. And, uh, sometimes they give you a little nugget and sometimes they throw you off, off a scent if they think you're onto something or that may just kind of point you in the direction and you kind of keep your research going. But, uh, you know, it's definitely something I've enjoyed and I, I'm very appreciative of you of having me on all these times. It's, it's been something I remember the first time that I was on the show, I was, I don't think I've been more nervous for something in a long time. And so <laughs> now, now it just kind of feels like, uh, yep, we're, we're ready to go. And just two guys talking hockey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with that, we'll probably, you know, start wrapping a bow on this one, but yeah, and it'll be, you know, we'll, we'll have to see what, uh, what direction the, that this particular podcast takes in the, in the, over the season. I know I come in there, there have been years I don't record that many episodes and it kind of gets backburnered and, you know, it's kind of like spring training, you know, everybody's baseball team is going to be good. Well, you know, this is the year that, uh, there's going to be a lot of Pucklandy episodes, but you know, I've, <laughs> I've said that in the past, but, uh, and you talk about developing relationships. Yeah. Well, I mean, I will, I will need to, you know, develop relationships with a lot of folk, you know, in order to, uh, to deliver on, uh, you know, 
the amount of episodes I'd like to do, you know, kind of on a regular basis. So, because, you know, I, I can have you on every week, but I can't have you on every week. So we'll see how that right. goes. But uh, you have uh, you have anything on the uh, cooking as far as uh, over on your site that, that, that you're working on that you're excited about? or? Yeah, I've got a couple things in, in the hopper. We didn't really get a chance to dive into him too much, but uh, one of the kind of one of the first player profiles that I'll be doing this year is on uh, Diego uh, Budazzoni, uh, who's got a very interesting story and kind of how he came up, came to the winter Hawks and, and, and all that, and kind of a very high profile, a lot of expectations down the line uh, type of player. So looking forward to being able to kind of do uh, the next iteration of my quote unquote introducing series. So uh, working on that, I've got a couple other uh, staff members that I'm working on trying to, be able to kind of put together a couple stories there for PNW Hockey Talk, and um, you know we'll try and get a couple of other kind of unique things this year that we're, we're trying to kind of iron out with the team a little bit right now, and how to make some of that that stuff work out. But uh, yeah, stay tuned right there. You know, I, I'm not sure what this weekend's gonna entail for me. I, my whole schedule kind of got thrown around here at the last minute uh, yesterday, but uh, so I'm not sure what what that's gonna look like. But uh, we'll, we'll do the best that we can to try and cover this team uh, like a blanket. And uh, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to uh, come on the show and talk talk hockey and uh and pnw hockey talk as well well you've been always like we talked about you've always been a really valuable part of uh of pucklandia and what with what it continues to uh to evolve into and uh we'll we'll definitely have to circle back around and, and have you on a few more times over the course of the season wonderful well thanks chad hope you have a great rest of your night and uh thanks thanks everyone for uh tuning in and and, and being dedicated listeners of the show so uh we really do do appreciate it All right, thanks josh Thanks, Chad.